0: And this is The Spotlight with Andrew and Simon.
1: So, what are we going to talk about today then? I guess we're going to be looking at uh, digital, the
0: impact it's had on gaming.
1: So, physical media versus digital gaming, yeah? Yes. Right, okay. So, where are we going to start off? Because this is quite a big subject, right?
0: It is, and it affects everyone in different ways. I know you're just as much a PC gamer as a console gamer Where I don't tend to buy very little uh, for my PC I do have a Steam account, but right. I hardly ever touch it So I'm I'm a console man myself
1: Yeah, you buy a lot on PlayStation 4
0: Yeah, and it's all digital now
1: mm. You don't buy any discs at all?
0: Nope. Uh, the only thing I ever did get was uh, Call of Duty, because uh, you got the remastered Call of Duty uh, 1, I think it was. Was that right? Right, Modern Warfare? okay.
1: Yeah, Mod- Modern Warfare 1. Yeah. Call of Duty 4.
0: Amazon was selling it at a stupid price, really cheap, so I picked that up back in the day. So, uh, Otherwise, yeah, I've traded in all my physical copies of anything that I had uh, that I thought was of value. Yeah, that's a ballsy move. I know. It's difficult, because as you well know I share my accounts with my good friend by sharing our accounts we can double up on our games and by doing that it just means digital is the only way we can do that the discounts that you do eventually get on the store are pretty good if not comparable they are certainly better than what you buy in store or online
1: are you sure about that because I mean not all the time I bought digital stuff on PlayStation 4 and I've bought physical stuff a lot of my games are physical Mm. on PlayStation 4 and it's not often. And that I think that the digital stuff is better off. Unless you're waiting years and years down the line, especially when you look at new releases, you can get stuff for 30 odd quid mm-hmm. or the lower end of 40 quid, but you look at the digital prices and the, the 50 quid minimum, it's too much. I mean, I guess you're sort of splitting it because there's two people going at the same copy.
0: There is that, but I also think it's just knowing your prices. It's looking at the market. I have a Hot UK Deals app, I think it is. Right. Uh, that's pretty good. You can set up your Hot Words so that it give you uh, notifications when something's going dead cheap. But yeah, it's just knowing your prices. It's willing to do a bit of hunting around, keeping an eye on what it is. And then, then you can see the value on the PSN store. I mean, I don't follow Xbox as much, but I know Sony pretty much deals... All the time now, as soon as one deal finishes, there's a new one. So it's just, yeah, just keeping an eye and knowing the value of something and then spotting when you get a really good discount on it and then just snapping it out there and then. So I, I would agree to disagree with you on that. I do appreciate a lot of online retailers, shop to really good, simply games, Amazon in its own way. They all offer really good prices at times. As you say, you like the physical, I like the digital.
1: Mm. We started this off with saying that I, I use PCs for gaming. Mm-hmm. I got a new PC a couple of years ago now, and I didn't get a disk drive of it, because it's just pointless. I can't remember the last time I put a disk in it for anything other than maybe ripping <laughs> a CD or something like that.
0: Yeah, even the stores just sell them in cards now, don't they?
1: I remember when I bought Guild Wars, and it was basically a code that I registered, and The game installed partly from disk and then downloaded the rest. But if I didn't have the disk, I could have just bought the code and downloaded the rest of it. As a PC-centric player, you just don't buy disks. They're sort of redundant in today's gaming landscape.
0: Yeah, fair point.
1: That's exactly where console gaming is going. I know a lot of people are hesitant about it because of the whole thing that we just brought up with stuff being cheap Mm. on release. Or cheaper at release than buying it day one or even pre-ordering day one for those digital versions.
0: That comes into your eagerness to play something day one I mean there are certain games where uh, you can buy things straight away because you want to play it You, it's the online, it's the first to play that game and all that sort of thing. Yeah
1: it's a fear of missing out
0: Yeah but I'm, I'm not particularly bothered so much by that, there are only certain games that that appeals to me but I can mm. certainly wait for anything nowadays to drop in price. I learnt my lesson that a long time ago now I was buying things straight away and it's just like either being disappointed with the quality of the game or just the fact that I haven't had a chance to play it because I'm too busy playing something else and you just think why did I pay full whack for that you know?
1: I think that's the, the sign of a, a mature or a gamer that's matured mm. I mean I, I did exactly the same when I was in my 20s I used to buy fucking two or three games a week and it's just like I can't fucking play through them even if I were a kid I couldn't have fucking played through them We're all the free time so it's just, yeah, it's, it's nonsense that's a, a completely different subject though, I mean maybe we'll fucking talk about that in a future episode but Yeah. that's going way off course a thing that I do want to say is shelf space, or, oh, yeah, just medium space, Joe, for storing all this shit.
0: Well, I mean, I'm laughing just now when you, you mentioned that because I'm looking at two columns that I've got on either side of my TV and the one on the right has got all my sort of treasured PS3 games. Um, right. And the one on the left has like three games for the PS4 in it. Just anything that I had left over um, mm. in physical form. And I never thought I'd see that in my life. But there you are. And it's crazy.
1: It is kind of weird that it has swapped to me and you're still having a star all that shit on uh, hard disk space. Yes. They don't come free Nope. I think a lot of people sort of forget about that. You look at—I think most recently it was Division Two that was something like ninety-two gigabytes. And the patch. It's just oh. yeah, it's just that's a lot of fucking space to it be um, to be taken up on a on your console. I mean, you look at PlayStation came with a five hundred gigabyte originally, didn't it? I
0: know it's laughable now. And it's
1: yeah, and it's just like I—I I, I mean, I—I I remember going back. ...into the Xbox 360 when they started with Xbox Live Arcade... ...and I think they had a a maximum of 25 megabytes on the games... ...which is just... ...it's laughable now when you think about it... ...how those file sizes have just ballooned up... I know... ...and we sort of think when we buy these consoles... ...or even buy PCs with the storage that they've got on there... ...or Switch Mm -hmm. with their things... ...or PlayStation Vita with its stupid fucking proprietary cards... You think, oh, it's going to be plenty, I've got loads of space here, and then you actually start using it, and it's, it's it fucking goes. Like, you can eat a terabyte up in no time if you're one of those people that likes to have a lot of things installed.
0: Oh, I do, but I find it really difficult now, mm. and it's really weird. It's almost like looking at my game collection on a shelf space, but on my storage. I look at it and think, oh, what kind of mood am I in? Because so I jump around games quite easily, uh, depending on my mood now and time. Yeah, sometimes, like you say, you have to think, well, if I want that game, I'm going to have to maybe delete this off my system. Mm. than when I've run out of space. Yeah. And it's interesting, just not going to try to go off tangent too much, but the PlayStation 5 announcement that came out recently, they talk about that potentially being a solid state one terabyte minimum, which again is interesting if that's the minimum space that they're going to allow when it's released. But is one terabyte
1: enough these days, even now? Probably not. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be. I honestly don't.
0: That's almost like the 500 gigabyte version of the PS4 releasing for the PS5. I think it's going to have to be more, maybe.
1: Yeah, I think it's a case of think of something what you think is going to be all right, and then double or triple it because Mm. it's it's not going to be enough. Like I know when people are are doing projects or whatever, and they say, "Oh, it'll be done in like two or three weeks," and it's it's fucking months down the line, it's still not done. Mm. That's how you should treat hard drive space because. You're never gonna have enough of it without having to micromanage it and just fuck about with it. It's it's not like just for convenience sake. And that's what these things are like these. These digital games are a convenience. Or some people look at them like that. In that, when you purchase them, it's just it's dead easy to do, isn't it? It's yeah. you go on the store and it's there, whether you're on on Steam or Good Old Games or Xbox Live or whichever storefront you frequent. Mm. I would argue that it's not that much different though from just going on a website and just going, hey shop to, I want this game. Mm. Consuming games is much much easier than it used to be. Oh gotcha. I remember like looking in magazines especially newspapers like you'd look in newspapers on a Friday and they'd go oh this has come out whatever game on PlayStation 1 and you'd have to traipse your ass down to Electronics Boutique or wherever <laughs> to buy whatever was out that Friday. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's a good example there. When you think about going into town, where would you go to buy your game if you wanted to? And you've literally, off the top of my head, maybe got two or three places
1: I can actually think of now
0: where you could actually go and buy a video game.
1: Yeah, th- I mean, that's just the decline of the bricks and mortar shop. Yeah, isn't it? totally. It's not a case of... Yeah, it, I think it's just, like, profitability. I, I don't know. Maybe it's not. I'm not 100% sure. I know game has a really rough time of it, but there must be profit to be had because otherwise gaming won't be making the amount of fucking cash that it does. You know, I mean, it's the most profitable thing ever. So either they've got a shitty business model <laughs> and the can Joe ends me, They must be doing something wrong because, like I say, it's, it's the most profitable thing in the world at the minute.
0: Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. It's also interesting the Xbox S All Digital
1: was also announced recently where they've
0: removed the disk drive. Mm. So so they've gone all digital.
1: I do want to just point out, though, like, they've removed the Blu-ray drive, which is a big pull for the Xbox, Mm. and use games. If you buy games physically, you can obviously flog them on once you're done. Yeah. I don't particularly like that idea of... I mean, that's that's where it's going. I I said earlier in the episode that that's where it's going. It's just going to follow what PC's done.
0: Yeah. You talk about shelf space. I'm looking up on my shelf now, and on the left of my empty PS4 column if you want to call it I've still got a shelf full of Blu-rays and I can't remember the last time I actually watched a Blu-ray because I've got Netflix I've got downloaded movies um, I don't actually remember the last time I physically put a Blu-ray in my See PS4. that's
1: a good argument because I mean I'm saying hey you're losing a Blu-ray player but it's yeah when did I last use a blu-ray i honestly can't remember mm. years ago because everything's stream now yeah. so maybe it's not such a fucking stupid idea it's just that we don't realize it yet i mean the internet sort of cannibalized a lot of fucking mediums <laughs>
0: yeah definitely
1: we've not realized over time and it's like is this thing that you should use and it's like well yeah it makes sense because like i said my pc is completely driveless apart from usb stuff i guess yeah, yeah like it, i mean it's there's going to be a lot of pushback with stuff like that because we're sort of... Especially guys like us that have lived through it mm. with physical media. Mm. There's going to be some pushback there because we're just traditionalists. We like the idea of... I mean, this is going to show our age, but going into town, like we said, to an electronics boutique or game yeah. and getting a game and then sitting on bus on way home, looking at the game manual and you're reading through it and just sort of poring over the artwork and stuff.
0: Yeah, the presentation was incredible um, back in the day you know your special editions your collector's version the game that came with i don't know like what gta came with that kind of um like a vinyl map or something you know it was just that extra quality um that was mm. included the witcher 3 uh when i did have that um it came with a cd the soundtrack you know and a thank you from the developers for buying their game as a message inside and stickers mm. and Now when you get a game, generally, you open it, and it's just the box, the cover, and the game inside. No attention to that detail or effort.
1: I mean, ironically, the digital versions, when you get them, sometimes they have soundtracks in them. Mm. Or they have little comics or bits of artwork. Yeah, God of War did that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say God of War were the one that I bought digitally on PlayStation 4, obviously, and that sort of come with a comic and some, you know, bits and bobs. I think Horizon Zero Dawn also come with some artwork and stuff.
0: And you get themes, don't you, for your? Yeah, I mean, it's just fucking like tat, to be honest. Yeah, they're
1: just rubbish. I mean, you might use them, you might not, but yeah, I think it depends on what sort of person you are. That whole physical thing versus digital, there's no trading value. It's basically, once you bought it's done. It's yours.
0: Do you know what? I, I took one of my games, uh, I forget the title, when I went to trade it in, and they said, oh, do you want to keep the special stuff inside? And I actually was kind of like, I'm not really bothered either way. <laughs> I could walk away with the, the map and the stickers or whatever and they can have it or I can just give it to them and say no you sell it on you know and I've got my mm. trading value but they're only interested in the game, they're not really interested in the other stuff that came with it It wasn't like a super duper special edition, so mm. I actually didn't care either way, <laughs> it didn't bother me I guess it's come down to like you say when we were of a certain age, we used to pour through those manuals, there was lore in there, there was artwork, there was guides and tutorials and all sorts of things in those manuals, effort went into them mm. yeah now, nothing
1: I think that really boils down to us just growing up and Mm. we just don't care about that shit now. We just don't have time for it.
0: And there's enough guides and stuff on the internet now, anyway, so. Mm. And walkthroughs and YouTubers. It's just not necessary, is it?
1: I mean, I miss it. Like, I genuinely miss when you used to open a box and you see a big, thick manual that used to come in like fucking four or five languages and, <laughs> yeah. and really go into how the game worked. I think the reason that those manuals disappeared, though, is just game design got better, and they, yeah. they taught you how to play the game within the confines of the game yeah, instead tutorials of you having to fucking stuff, have, Yeah, instead of you having the, the manual open and going through it as you were playing.
0: Press up to jump.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's much better now. I mean, I think a lot of us are more game literate now as people than we were back then yeah there were a lot of stuff that was sort of it were a bit opaque in game design i mean that still exists now i remember when minecraft came out and you had to fucking watch a youtube video because it well no one knew what the fuck was going on elite yeah elite dangerous is another one that's yeah there's no way that anyone can sort of work their way through those complex games without at least having a little bit of guidance yeah agreed digital you can't really share it can you not in the same way that you can share a physical game
0: there's different variations on this as well i mean if you wanted to share a game you'd play the game you'd finish it you pass it on to your mate and so on again the disposable nature of gaming nowadays they're either cheap enough to buy for yourself anyway if you wait long enough or what i'd do with a friend is uh game share uh, our accounts so that not only can you have the same game uh, you can play at the same game, So you can play at co-op you can play online at the same time you get the bonuses of if you buy a season pass or whatever it can be used on both accounts as long as it's registered mm. to one person so yes there's no trading value when you finish the game it is yours forever whether you uh, finish it or not you can't do anything uh, at this point so there are rumours I have heard of that being looked at that there's a possibility you could sell games on I did read this somewhere without going off on tangent yeah you know there was something about sharing a game with your mate you know back in the day but yeah digitally, I don't know how Steam works I don't know if you can
1: you can do it yeah you have a family share so you can sort of I've never done it myself but say, like, I have a family group, I can add people to that family group and we can play each other's games. But I don't think you can do it, like you mentioned, playing with your friend. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. It can only be logged into by one person at a time. If you want to play it, multiplayer, you're going to have to buy a copy. Yeah. There's no, I'm going to buy a game and share it with three or four people and just play co-op or whatever, or Play Versus, all on the same license. You have to buy different licenses if you want to play together in other words. Yeah. It's how I understand how it works. I've not actually used it myself so don't take it as gospel.
0: I remember Sony originally allowing up to five people to share accounts and then I think it wasn't long after PS4 was announced or something at some point they changed it.
1: Yeah they removed it didn't they and down to two.
0: To two. But it's interesting that they still allow that for at least two people to share the account and I don't know how it works with Microsoft and the Xbox. I've not really looked into it.
1: I think you have to be signed in to Xbox Live on the console that the game is. Otherwise, if you try and play it, it does the thing where you boot it up and it's like it has a padlock on it. Mm, Interesting. Yeah, I actually think PlayStation 4 does that as well. You have to have the account on your system because... Oh, yes.
0: You have to be primary on the other system. So.
1: I went to see a friend last year and I downloaded Spelunky onto their system so we could play multiplayer, Yeah. Uh, couch court. And when I removed my account from their PlayStation 4... It'll lock it up. It, yeah, it locked it up. Yep. So, I mean, there's parameters in there that mean that you can't just fucking do what you want. It's not. Yeah, there's rules that you have to abide by if you want to do that old game-sharing thing.
0: Mm. It's interesting that it allows you to do it, though. But it does come with caveats, though. Mm. You have to manually upload your saves to the online cloud system as opposed to doing it automatically for you. Because the system that you would generally play on... So my account is primary on my friend's PS4. So when I'm using my own PS4, I actually have to upload my online saves for games.
1: You're gaming the system. It's not. You're not meant to be doing that, really, I don't think. I think it's basically Sony going okay well you can do this we'll look other way in the meantime that's the way i look at it like it's not an actual feature
0: Mm. for me the advantage of sharing games is uh, much better and financially viable for us both the other thing that the gripe that i have about uh, digital at the moment which i guess is down to how the market works i think it will change in the future is that when a new game is coming out or there's an incentive to you know buy this standard edition the deluxe edition the ultimate super duper edition the pricing on the stores are generally 10 20 quid more than they are in store anywhere else if you buy it online you can sometimes get it even cheaper as a physical copy and i object to that at the moment still because for those that do want to buy digital it means when a brand new game comes out you have to pay 20 quid more than anybody else does that buys it physical this has been going on for too long now
1: yeah, this goes back to when we started the show, when you were talking about stuff being too expensive or buying them on discounts. And, and I put the counter-argument back. And now you've sort of looked back and put me right.
0: It's a frustrating point of the digital side that we mm. still haven't acknowledged that just as many people, if not more, buy digital. They're expected to pay more.
1: Yeah, as someone who plays on PC, I've never paid full price for something like this, even on release, because... There's just so much competition there, with different companies selling different keys for Steam and what have you. You can always get a couple of quid off somewhere. Because of the competition there, you're always going to have someone that's going to try and undercut the competition. That's the problem with, I don't know so much Xbox, but with PlayStation, because this is the thing that we're talking about. Because they've got the sole control over that storefront, Mm -hmm. they can basically control a monopoly in regards of how much you're going to pay for these things. And, and not as not to piss off the bricks and mart star. Uh, end of day, the the bricks and mart stars are the ones that are selling the consoles.
0: They're disappearing anyway, so in the future. Mm. Who will be selling it, especially if it goes down the stream in front anyway, so it'll have to change at some point. I'm saying at this point in time it's very frustrating if you buy digitally as a console owner that you have no other choice to buy it from the store. You can't go to anywhere else and buy it as a downloaded code cheaper.
1: It's a monopoly.
0: Exactly, so that frustrates me. And they need to look at that because it's now still gone on far too long.
1: I don't think that'll ever get any better. I don't look think at, it'll get any better
0: at all. A Division 2. 98 quid to buy the Ultimate Edition on the PSN store. Wow. And you can buy it on Amazon for like, I don't know, 60, 70 quid for the same edition.
1: That is ridiculous.
0: That's what I mean. It's the same for Borderlands 3. You want the ultimate edition for Borderlands 3, you're going to have to pay 80, 90 quid for that. And even if you're buying the collector's edition physical, where you get, I don't know, some wonderful looking statue and you're on a Plymouth with card games, whiskey glasses, whatever. It's all it. shite. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, but you're nearing that price. But that's digital. You're not getting anything for it, apart from the season parts.
1: Mm. This whole thing just boils down to... I, I don't know. Actually, I, I really don't know. I haven't I got a clue how you combat against that. Would you just wait? Say, hey, look, I'm not going to be part of the zeitgeist. I'm just going to wait it out until it's cheaper. Because That's what you have to do. You now your are a lot of fucking money. Did you say it was 98 quid?
0: Yeah, you look, you go and look in uh, the PSN store and check out Division 2 or Borderlands 3 or any of the big games that require season passes for the complete ultimate edition, shall we say, and then compare it to any online store.
1: That is ludicrous.
0: That's what I'm talking about. I, I wouldn't do it anymore, but the Division 2 was the only one that I was bound to play anyway, and it was bought for me by uh, a good friend, so part of that's his, <laughs> his fault. But uh, yeah, otherwise, yeah but that's what i mean there's no incentive for me to buy a brand new game because why would i pay full whack and everybody else gets it cheaper
1: that could be extended to why would you buy a new game anyway unless you are really really couldn't wait to play it mm. you just wait it's not going anywhere
0: well this is it isn't it yeah
1: in this day and age as well you are looking at companies patching their games and adding more content over time making them more stable so to get in there early is just it's a fucking folly really you'd have to be a fucking idiot Honestly, you'd have to be an idiot. I know a lot of people get excited for games. and I I mean, I get excited for games. But I think... Hype. Yeah, hype is very real. But I think if you can avoid that and just march to the beat your own drum, you're going to be better off. Not only the games that you're playing are going to be better because they're going to be patched and looked after and stuff, but your wallet is going to thank you for it because you're (laughs) not going to be charged fucking 98 quid for a fucking game. 98 quid! Check it out. Holy fuck. Check it out. So, uh, talking about waiting for games, what mm-hmm. about retro gaming? If you wait long enough, eventually games are gonna be going to come retro, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, true.
1: So, where where does that leave actual retro gaming? Because previously, I don't know, maybe PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3 would be considered retro by now.
0: Yeah, I'd go along with that. Yeah, you could just bob,
1: bob your disc in and away you go. You're fucking good. But where do you stand with games that are just Well,
0: it's the same thing. I mean, the biggest worry with the digital side is yes, your access to your games. Will Sony be going forever? And I'm talking, sorry, as a a main PS4 user. I guess it applies to any other console or gaming outlet you use but yeah I mean assuming that the, your PSN account is yours forever until you die who knows where the future uh, goes with that but at the end of the day I'd like to assume that everything I've bought is mine to keep forever. Mm. There are terms and conditions which I've never really looked into too deeply but I'm guessing that they have the right to withdraw something at some point whether it's they've lost the license to something. I think uh, we've discussed before about things like music being removed and licenses the music comes off certain games. I mean, um, the biggest issue potentially, and it works both ways in having digital and physical medium with its retro, is that if you load in the disc and say servers are shut down or the company goes bust that I mean, can you still install patches for that game? Because if you think of a game is released on disc and it's bought, and then you have to download the day one patch, as they like to call it, or every patch after that that actually fixes the game. Imagine if you couldn't do that and you were stuck mm. with the game that was just as it is in the physical form. There are some pretty bad games out there that were released on Disc that were improved by their vaccines.
1: Mm. Okay, so let's go from the, the first thing that he said there. Game licenses expiring or music expiring. Yeah. Outrun got removed from the PlayStation Network and Xbox Live. Uh, was it on PC? I don't think it was. Not sure. But yeah, the Ferrari license expired. But if you bought it already, I think you could still download it. Mm-hmm. I hope that's true because if people fucking write in after this has been published <laughs> and say no, actually you can't do that, it's like oh fucking hell. Yeah, we yeah. I probably should have researched that a little bit better. But I know that um, Grand Theft Auto Vice City had music removed mm-hmm. Michael Jackson and stuff like that, which is probably for the best <laughs> given, <laughs> given the situation that has yeah. arose in the the last couple of years with um, with what went on there <laughs> but hypothetically like you, um, you you say say maybe Sony collapses mm. or Microsoft collapses or valve collapses. what happens then like what happens to all your stuff? Do you you mentioned that you have bought Division 2. Mm-hmm. Say you want to play Division 2 in 15 years time. You're like, oh, I really fancy some of that fucking nostalgia running around Washington. Where does that leave you?
0: I don't know. Is the game online? Is it offline? Components of the game are online. So, I mean, will the game work that way? Uh, well, will it's a the game as a service, isn't it? Is, are, you, running, are,
1: you the, so... yeah, are you buying the license to play it, or are you buying the actual game?
0: Mm-hmm. I'd have to look more into what you're actually buying when you buy that game it's yours to keep forever they kind of make you think but if you look at the terms and conditions I'm sure it says somewhere that these things can be removed at any point Mm. so I guess what are you really purchasing the right to play the game is that what you're paying?
1: Uh, More than likely I do know that with Steam they said that if Steam ever goes tits up if Valve ever kicked the bucket they would make everything you bought non-DRM they'd just strip the DRM out you the, wow. the needing of a Steam client. But, I mean, that raises another question. I've got fucking 300 games on my collection, mm-hmm. and that's just the games. That's not DLC. Mm-hmm. That's uh, And that's a fucking tiny collection compared to most people. How the fuck would you store all that? That's <laughs> terabytes and terabytes of games. Yeah. It, there's a lot of fucking information there.
0: So, exactly. I, I've looked at my list. I've got 400-plus purchases yeah. in my... I know they do include PlayStation Plus games, but, yeah, I've got 400-plus yeah, it's list. all
1: it's all yours though. You've mm. you've bought it, so the account supposedly dies when you do. So you you're not meant to pass it on, but mm. there's nothing to stop you from putting your password and your username in a, in your will and passing oh, it on to someone. Exactly,
0: exactly. So it will continue.
1: Mm. I think it's morally grey, or it's mo- uh, legally grey, a legal grey area. Because I don't think you are supposed to do that, but I think that these companies might look in the other direction? It's like
0: the the famous PT demo from Konami, you know Yeah, that's another thing. That all went tits up they pulled it from the store, but there was a workaround, and I have it on my hard drive, because I actually deleted it once I finished it, not knowing that this was all going to kick off, and then I read somewhere, I think it was an article, maybe Eurogame or something I can't remember, but they showed a work around how to reinstall it. So once I'd done that, I was like, I'm keeping that. And there were rumours of people selling PlayStation 4s with PT installed on it as a perk for buying it from them. You know, I mean, it's meant mm. But it was interesting that there's still a way to find it, even though Konami had literally pulled it from the store. So you couldn't... And it was a demo. It wasn't even an actual game. It was just a demo.
1: Look at that in... Again, 10, 15 years' time when people want to play PT. Is it going to be possible? Yeah. But how? That's what I'm saying. Like, it must how be stored you, somewhere do,
0: at the Because that's what I can't remember, how you could re-download that demo, because if it was pulled from the store, I can't recall how you can... There's something to do with you, you changed your IP address and it allowed you to download it, but I can't remember right. how. But whether you can now still do that, I don't know. This is going back...
1: That's what I'm saying. ...a couple
0: of years uh, ago, so...
1: Forget it. Just forget that you've got that on... Well, you've downloaded it, but you deleted it. You no longer have a, a copy on your account. Um, you could know, you, you get, like, like, can you get it now? Like, that, that's the thing that I'm saying. Like, there's know. stuff that they can just fucking scrub from the internet. Yeah. Unless someone's put it in a vault somewhere and they, eventually it ends up on the pirate bay or whatever, Joe Bean Seeded. It's essentially gone. It's fucking gone. Mm. It's It's gone. It's vanished. It's It's become a fucking phantom. There's no way you can really play it after that. Unless you have a a PlayStation 4 that's magically fucking got it on its hard drive and still works. Here's something we've not considered. What about if your account gets banned? Yeah. What happens to your stuff then? Do you just sacrifice all your purchases?
0: There was a guy recently, I don't know if you remember this, who had a problem with his accounts being hacked, if I remember right. And the rigmarole that he had to go through with Sony, specifically, to prove who he was and get access to his own account was, quite honestly, frightening. The red tape that he had to go through to prove he was this person, because this guy had got access to his account, changed the email address constantly, so of course Sony emailing the other guy and not him. So he was having Mm. to phone Sony and say, look, this is me and not this other guy. It was crazy. So yeah, I mean, if something like that happens, you lose all your purchases, it's... Yeah, from a digital side, that is I guess quite scary as opposed to having your physical copy sitting in front of you, so there's definitely pros and cons to it from both sides, I'm sure. Mm. The problem with retro gaming, again, is when the servers are cut off. I'm sure you may have tampered with with, um, emulation, and I've got various bits of equipment that allow me to play retro games but you don't have to worry about them running on servers and things like that you can just load the game up and off you go but a lot of games now are linked to online gaming so if their servers are shut yeah. down how can you play some, like you say if I love The Division 2 which I currently do how can I play that in 15 years time if the servers are all shut off how could I load that up and mm. start playing that I mean
1: especially as it evolves over time mm. take World of Warcraft for example I think that's a good example as it sort of patched over time a new DLCs have been added. I don't know if it's up and live now or if it's a future theme because I'm not paying strict attention to it. But they had a, your vanilla servers up that rolled back everything to what it were like mm-hmm. when it came out. <laughs> you can't do that. If you want to play Destiny pre Crota, you yeah. can't do that. Mm. It's it's fucking been and gone. Like that that time for that event has been and gone. It's past. You you shit out of luck if you want to relive that era. Yeah, of destiny,
0: you can't you can't download the specific versions. You have to go. Yeah, with the that's it. One, it. It's,
1: it's done. I will say this with PC games, it is a bit hit and miss, depending on what you can do when servers are turned off. People are always running servers for games. So for instance, if I wanted to play Battlefield 2 I could just use a server browser And I'm, I'm straight into a game As long as I know where there's a server yeah. I can point my server browser that way And get straight in Just because the, the way that those games were made They were tendered to make it so that people could run their own servers. So they're never, ever going to lose that ability. They can't patch it out or anything like that. So yeah. those games are going to be evergreen, I guess. Whereas you look at something more recent, another EA game, Burnout, Burnout Paradise. Yeah, That's going dark. Mm-hmm. They did just update it, and those servers won't be going dark, which is a bit fucking cheeky. If you want <laughs> to play those games, you, you're going you to have to upgrade to the, the, remaster. the remastered version. Yeah, yeah but... Uh, I mean, yeah, I think it is swings and roundabouts. Uh, I don't think it's all great. I don't think it's all bad because there is light at the end of the tunnel in some instances yeah I
0: just saw an article on uh, City Heroes the other day I don't know if you've ever played that but uh, again all their servers were shut down but it turns out that due to somebody in a subreddit who was kicking off about how this private server was being run apparently there was a private server being run for about a year two years or something since it's been shut down and loads of people never knew this but apparently there's just this little group of superheroes running around saving the world in uh, a privately run server and naturally the community kicked off very upset about it some were happy Mm. like oh that's a nice story (laughs) but there were lots of people very upset to find out that it was being still played but privately
1: so yeah I guess uh, there's ways around it I mentioned Burnout getting an update. Mm. If you wanted to play Burnout, you had to buy the, you know, the remaster. Yep. I think that is a good point of these games, the digital games. There's a, a there's a lot of games that if you do own the standard versions, uh, especially on PC, but it, it is on Xbox as well. And maybe PlayStation, maybe. I don't know. I mean, this is your fucking real Borderlands is a sore point for me. But there you go. Yeah, Borderlands is one that's just happened. I had the original on PC and I logged in one day and it's just like, oh yeah, because you own Borderlands, you now own the remastered version. And I, I got the same with Skyrim. There's numerous games that have got like VR updates and instead of having to pay for them, it's just like, oh, there you go. There's your VR update. Even stuff that I've had transfer between Xbox 360 and... Xbox One like pinball tables from pinball effects 2 to 3 and um, stuff like castle crashes as well. They updated that and it was just like, oh yeah, you bought the original version, right yeah, you can have the the super duper HD or singing all dancing Xbox One version, which is really nice. I think that should just be a standard thing, you know?
0: Well, I agree with you to the point, but it needs to include everybody because I thought it was interesting because as you know, I'm a bit miffed about the Borderlands one. I think it's odd that they released the Borderlands, the Handsome Jack collection. I had it on PlayStation 3, I did stupidly buy it on PlayStation 4, but I was such a fan of the game, but one was never released, and then now they have announced the remastered version of one, I would still have to pay for that, whereas mm. PC owners got it for free, and it's kind of like, well, why is that? Why do I have to lose out?
1: You look at it, it's a digital game on a platform, PC, mm-hmm. whereas. Borderlands were just a PlayStation 3 or Xbox 360 game, so I can sort of see why they're charging for it, it is a bit cheeky that it won't in the Borderlands collection Yes. although specifically it's the Handsome Jack collection so I guess that's their loophole for not including it, (laughs) the fuckers Mm. but yeah, I I think that's a little bit of a sore point for me as well because I really think if they're going to remake it it should have been an all singing all dancing here's your Borderlands collection
0: it would have been nice as a pre-order bonus with buying three. That I would have accepted. I think. But There you go.
1: No, these pre-order bonuses are bullshit, and you know it. <laughs> it don't matter how fucking good or bad they are.
0: The, the <laughs> nonsense. It depends how attractive it is. <laughs>
1: no, no, you don't. They don't. They're the fucking shit. It's <laughs> just no fucking arguing. They're rubbish. So, the future. Of digital is on its way and it's streaming. Yes. Strada.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. What do you think of this Strada? You think it's going to take off?
0: Whether it's too early for it, I don't know, but it's the right idea. It's going to go down that route. As we mentioned already, the Xbox All Digital version, Microsoft are trying it to see how that works. Sony, I'm sure, will do something similar at some point. They're talking about the new generation of consoles will probably be the last of its type.
1: Where have we heard that before?
0: Yeah, but I I do see the streaming, if the technology's there behind it, Netflix, you can quite I mean, I don't know the exact quality of what I'm watching, but it generally looks high def, ultra high def is possible now, so you can stream like that I don't know about the lag side of things with gaming, I've never really looked at it from that side of things, but I imagine in the very near future, that'll be reduced to the point where you probably wouldn't notice any lag, so, yeah streaming, subscription services, will you just need a box of some description to play your games from? Would it literally need a TV?
1: A controller.
0: Yeah, I mean, who bloody knows? But it will be the way of the future. The physical copies will, I imagine, almost mm. completely disappear.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about digital games, and <laughs> in 10, 20 years' time, we might be talking about digital games versus streaming mm. in the way that we're talking about your physical being phased out. Mm. Yeah, I can see it. When you look at music... Music's been streamed for a long time. Yeah. It went digital and it's been digital for a good... Five years? No, no longer than that. You'd think of when the iPhone came out, iTunes and stuff. Well, a good couple of years before that, when you had the iPod.
0: That's not streaming though, is it?
1: No, you had digital buying then. Mm. So that was sort of ahead of the curve. Yeah. Music takes up the least space. Yeah. You look at video, takes up the next least space. Mm. You look at stuff like YouTube and what have you. Well,
0: that just got me thinking. Um, you're talking about the um, streaming service. PlayStation Now, you stream the game where yeah. the Xbox, you're downloading the game, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. Well, no, the, the PlayStation followed suit eventually because they were just getting their ass kicked by Xbox. Okay. But I think eventually. It'll go back to streaming because they've got the full control over what you've got there now I think that's what they want. They want you to... They're making more money by making you subscribe to something than they are if you buy it outright. Yeah, I mean
0: that is my biggest fear that the digital era. will be... Mm. I mean, could you imagine having to subscribe to the developers to play games? That the only way you could play the Division or Ghost Recon or Rainbow Six is you subscribe to Ubisoft. Mm. If you want to play God of War, you have to subscribe to Santa Monica Studios or so. You know what I mean? Could you imagine the amount of different subscriptions you'd have to have? You look at oh.
1: TV, how that started, you had Netflix and you had. Well, in the UK, it was Love Film. Oh, yeah. You had those two. It was Netflix and Love Film. Love Film got bought by Amazon and you had. Amazon Video. Uh, Those were the two big players, but now you have HBO, there's the new fucking Disney one coming out. Now TV. Now TVs is Sky's version. Mm. Just everyone is in on it, and what what a good idea has just been broken up and broken up, and it's just like, well, eventually there's going to be one winner, but as it is now, it's just awful. Mm. Used to start, and it were like, okay, well, that's six quid a month, or seven quid a month, or whatever. Whereas now, you've got fucking six quid going out here Mm. seven quid going out there a tenner going out there Mm. for another one like it's just, it's crazy because they all want a piece of pie, instead of just being sensible and going okay right we're going to go through this service, you can get all our content here. They set their own thing up and and they want you to um, to buy directly and it's, it's only just going to lead to piracy.
0: Yeah, but if the streaming service does go down that route, the one thing that we will have in our power is that, imagine the quality of games. Let's say you have a No Man's Sky release in the streaming world in the future and you can literally just say you know what I'm cancelling my subscription so then you're going to have all these people cancel their subscriptions because the quality of your product is bad so you're not just selling the game on you're actually cancelling your subscription service to a company so I guess that's their biggest worry in the future yeah they have to maintain a degree of quality quality, yeah consistency Mm. has to be there because that's your way of what we've always talked about and I know you're a big shout for this is vote with your wallet you know it's just saying Mm. you don't have to have my money I'll just spend it elsewhere
1: yeah stuff like FIFA and Madden would make ideal games for subscriptions. Yeah, totally.
0: You just have the, the updates or
1: whatever. Yeah, if you're buying it every year, why just not update it and run it as a service? Like, as a game as a service. That makes perfect sense to me. It's no
0: different to World of Warcraft in that version, is it? Yeah.
1: And if it's bad, if they make a bad decision and people fucking start withdrawing their subscriptions, then the people that are responsible for FIFA and Madden are like, oh, fuck, we, we need to make these games the best that they can and maybe jazz them up or make them more reliable or I don't know like because I don't play those fucking games I know people that, <laughs> no, did, me people that do play them will, can tell them from each other but like I look at them from an outsider and go well yeah that looks more or less same as the last edition but it looks a little bit nicer maybe Yeah. yeah. so maybe I'm talking out my ass there <laughs> who knows it
0: would be for the first time
1: now now <laughs> I think that's it for this episode we shall see you next time goodbye goodbye
0: Thanks for listening to Spotlight. It's been a pleasure having you. If there's anything you'd like to add, you can find us over at mfgamers.net. Come and join the conversation. Join us next time when we'll be covering a different topic. Until then, look after yourself, and we'll see you next time.